Hello and welcome to Astrology and Stuff, where we try to talk about serious subjects without taking ourselves too seriously. I'm your host and sacred clown, Sampriti. Thank you for being here. Aw, thanks friends. Welcome back to Astrology and Stuff. And yes, we talk a lot about astrology, but we also talk about the stuff that brings us to astrology and the stuff that astrology somehow wakes up in us and uh, makes us realize and gets us obsessed with those kinds of things. And if you have been enjoying the podcast, I'm so glad to hear it. Uh, But really, if you've been enjoying the podcast, I would strongly, strongly encourage you to go check out the Patreon. Um, Every week I drop an episode that is transit specific to that week, meaning whatever's going on in the sky astrologically, whatever's going on in the earth astrologically, because, you know, the earth, it's the other half of the astrology. (laughs) It's a relationship, you know. Um, I talk about it. I take you through it. I bring you or try to bring you some context and some personalization um, so that we can all develop much deeper relationships with this, um, unfortunately, but totally understandable, very psychologized experience of astrology. Um, and there's more about that in a couple of episodes back on animism, etc. if you're interested in that subject. But yeah, go check out the Patreon, $3 a month uh, for no extra, tr- extra transit talk episodes, or you can choose to jump in, as I call it on the Patreon, smothered and covered. It's an inside Waffle House joke, if you know what I mean. Uh, and for as little as $5 a, uh, a month, you can get not only the satisfaction of helping to support, uh, an artist and a seeker like yourself, um, for hitting the airwaves like this, but also you can get that weekly transit talk episode. So thank you so much for being here. And if you are a part of the Patreon, thank you extra. I appreciate it. It helps keep this podcast going. Believe me. All right. So this week we are getting into a little bit more about the upcoming natal, uh, excuse me, upcoming nodal transit shift. So this episode, if you're new to the podcast, it is a bit time specific. Um, I usually up until this point, I've really tried to cover the bases of astrology in general uh, and keep the transit-specific episodes to the transit talks available on the Patreon. Um, but this is a big one, and these these nodal uh, transits, they cover 18 months. So whether you are uh, hitting this episode in July of 2023 when I am recording it, or whether you are finding this episode in July of 2026, uh, when you know we're six months into the new nodal transit, it's still it's still informative, and um, and so let's let's dive into part two of the Aries Libra nodal transit. So, as I said in the last in part one of this um, this series. Uh, we have been through, now we're at, right at, as I'm recording this, we're, we are at zero, zero degrees, Taurus North Node, uh, Scorpio South Node. So we have made it. <laughs> we, we have made it through the Taurus Scorpio nodal shift. And a year and a half ago, I was super duper excited about the the Taurus North Node. I was honestly I was less excited about the Scorpio South Node. I am always going to be less excited about like humanly excited, spiritually excited, absolutely. You know, everything's on the table. But humanly with my flesh and bones here, <laughs> um less so about the Scorpio South Node. Specifically for Scorpio, that south node is like, it's, it's just a lot of, it's a lot of death and die off. It's the, um, 
it's the, the, the decay of things and it's bearing witness to the majesty of the decay of things, obviously, but we, as, as humans, and especially as quote unquote civilized humans, um, we have an inherent disgust, uh, response around death and decay, uh, or we have, I should say, we have developed a, a disgust response to the death and decay and situation. And so I was kind of moving into Taurus, North Node, Scorpio, South Node with, I just didn't know what to expect. And I was a little fearful, like, okay, I'm anticipating death, but you know, it's at the time it was December, early January, uh, you know, December, 2021, early January of 2022. And I don't know about you, but you know, up until that point, I'd seen some death in the, (laughs) in the previous, you know, year and a half, two years prior to that. And, uh, and it's like, okay, how much more can we take? Well, jokes on us, right? Um, for, for the most part in my experience, my own personal experience, the deaths of, uh, 2022 and the first half of 2023 have been phenomenally internal. It's just this die off of, it's been this die off of what I thought was real or what I thought was true or what I thought was important or what I thought was sustainable. And, and, and we can kind of oversimplify that to say, what I thought was permanent. I think uh, a huge part of these past months have been, as as Scorpio has taken us through the South Node, uh, has been this, this made-to-view, made-to-witness, I can't help but witness, that everything that I, th- I thought subconsciously and unconsciously, and sometimes consciously, was going to last. It doesn't. Everything dies. Everything has to die. And so the, the polarity of that, as we are bearing witness to the decay, to the death, the inevitable death and the inevitability of death is we're also (laughs) bearing witness to the inevitability of life and to a, because of that impermanence, that the Scorpio South Node brings us because of that, that heightened level of like, oh, I may only have today, we get to kind of turn around and face that North Node of Taurus and open wide and, and receive more and more life because that Taurus North Node, it's, it's, smack dab in the middle. It's a fixed earth sign. And it's like, bear witness to all that is alive around you and bear witness to the life that includes death and bear witness to the lushness and, uh, and this present moment. And the Scorpio South node talks back and says, because this present moment is all that we have, but honestly, this present moment keeps repeating itself too, or, or better said, you think that death is the end, but look, whatever we are and whatever life is, it keeps going. And so, yes, it's very existential. So this vibe is getting ready to shift into Aries Libra. And I left off on the last episode of this, the, 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 you know, the first part of this with the, I talked a bit about Aries, this, how I'm, I'm anticipating that one of the themes that this upcoming Aries North Node ingress, uh, by the way, I'm recording this on Thursday, July 13th, and the nodal shift will happen on Monday, a few days, and we'll set a few days hence. So I'll say it a few days hence. <laughs> and, um, and this shift uh, I spoke about before is going to bring us, I believe, I predict, 
a realization of how much more and how much expanded the practice of self-identification, of identifying as self, uh, how much more it is than we think, okay? And the last time that Aries and Libra showed up in the nodes was 2014, 2015, Uh, And that was flipped. So Libra was in the North Node position and Aries was in the South Node position. And the time before that was 2005. uh, Yeah, 2000, probably late 2004 into mid 2006. And that was, so that was definitely like the last time that specifically Aries was in the North Nodal position and Libra was in the South Node position. Um, So think back to those years, 2005, 2006, and then 2014, 2015. Um, And this is going to give you a snapshot of kind of what the, what the vibe was, especially that 2005 one. Um, in the world and and perhaps in your life. And the thing with the difficult thing about that is with the nodal transits, it's about, they have, they loop around about every 18 years uh, ish. And so the flop would be every nine years. Um, The same signs show up. They just show up in the opposite position. And, and it's like, when I think back to, me of 20, 2005, um, I'd rather not. No, thank you. <laughs> and, and there's just this, I don't, I recognize myself and I don't recognize myself. Of course I recognize myself, but it, it's from that, that experience of like, oh my gosh, look how I've grown and look how, and wasn't that embarrassing. And obviously an opportunity to find greater amounts of self, unconditional self-love and unconditional self-acceptance, of course, but, you know, outside of that, that kind of thing, we, it's hard to go back to the last time that the, the tran, the nodal transits were like this and try to, it is for me, maybe for you, it's different and try to get any bearing on expectation. Um, Because, and especially right now, like in this time period, like 2005, we are very, very pre-2012. 2012 2012 is 2011, late 2011, early 2012, throughout 2012. That's what, a lot of shit shifted. A lot of stuff shifted energetically, um, vibrationally, frequency-wise, all of it. Evolutionarily, it shifted hard. So if anything, I would, I would go back to like the 2014 and this Libra North node, Aries, the last time Libra was in the North node and Aries was in the South node and kind of feel out how things were moving for you. Um, so anyway, moving forward, this this shift that I believe this Aries, this year and a half of Aries being in the North Node is going to bring for us is going to be, yes, an expansion, generally speaking, a huge kind of blowing off the the lid off of anything that we have labeled up until this point as self-identifying and self-actualizing and self-agency. And let's go a little bit deeper into Aries and the mechanism of Aries. And if you want to go a lot deeper, go back to, I believe, episode three. I can't remember. Uh, Episode three is when I started taking us through the signs. And that episode is specifically on Aries and Taurus. Um, So go back and listen to that. But this is a little kind of updated and especially relation, you know, relating to the, the nodes version of that. Um, Aries self-ideates and self-identifies 
because it's it's Aries' job. Aries is the very first sign. Uh, it is the beginning of the beginning of the beginning. Aries has deep, deep relationship with Pisces. So just because Aries is the beginning of a cycle doesn't mean that it's cut off completely from the cycles before it or from the sign before it. And I think I'm in a unique position to to speak to this because I have a very early in Aries sun and I have a very late in Pisces moon. So I'm very personally uh, used to this bre- like this this breaching and bridging of of this chasm between um, of a void space really between Pisces and Aries of letting go and then the rebecoming and this this it it, it offers a sense of new beginnings so. When we shift gears next week, and really when it gets into probably the fall, where we have kind of made our way into the first day can, or excuse me, well, the third day can, because the the nodes travel backwards through the degrees, um, we're going to get probably, it's going to take us probably about three months to really get a feel for what this new cycle is going is going to is going to bring to us. And obviously the more sensitive we are, the 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 faster and the more that we will feel this, but it's going to be a little bit different for Aries because Aries is the beginning of everything. And so I I predict that starting next week, we are going to be gaining a sense a layer of of a sense of new beginnings, a sense of optimism, a sense of um, <laughs> I remember not this past Aries season, but the the Aries ingress of last year of twenty twenty two, literally Aries ingress the the spring equinox the first day, I got a bee in my bonnet that I that me and my family, we needed to sell our house and we needed to liquidate our 401k. We needed to buy a, an RV and we needed to just like try it for a year and take a year and just go travel and, you know, unschool the kids. And, um, I, I could do whatever I wanted to, I could do this from the road and, I don't know what my husband would do, but he would do something (laughs) and we could just be. And like, if that was, it took me, I drove him crazy for about 48 hours with this obsession. And then it dawned on me. I was like, oh, this is Aries. This is Aries energy. This is totally Aries energy. This is totally Aries. And I'm an Aries son. So I'm going to really lean hard into that that Aries energy, fire energy in general, but Aries specifically, because it's a, it's such a delicious, clean slate energy. It's such a delicious innocence of there's always a new beginning. There really is always a new beginning. And with that being said, I kind of love Aries North node following Scorpio South node. Because of you know everything that I said a couple of minutes ago about the death and the death and the death and the death, I kind of just really love a a full on colonic of of like a cleanse of that Aries North Node energy, and of no matter how much has died, no matter how much of you or how little you of you rather that you recognize remaining. There is always a new beginning. It's never, it's never not going to be there. There's always going to be another breath. And when there's not another breath, there's always going to be what's next. And, and, and I say this not as a kind of spiritual bypassy escapist uh, uh, trajectory or theme of like, you know, leaning into the future, leaning so far into the future, you know, living into the future. I'm not saying it like that. I'm saying the, you know, thank God time moves in cycles. Um, Thank goodness that every summer ends and a nice autumn begins. 
thank goodness every winter ends and a beautiful spring, you know, begins. We always have this, this experience of being alive, this experience of living in the present moment means that we always can anticipate, we can always get that just lovely, excited sensation of like, oh, there's going to be a next present moment. There's going to be a next present moment. I'm so excited about that. Um, and so I, I truly think, and yeah, we're going to have like fucking seven to eight planets in retrograde (laughs) pretty damn soon. And even then I feel like it's going to be kind of a, a pleasant, a positive take on back to the drawing board for this Aries North node ingress. Now for the Libra South node ingress, um, this is going to be, so let's think about, um, the, the mechanism, maybe not the theme so much yet, but like the mechanism of Scorpio, the, of this past Scorpio South node. And before that, the Sagittarius South node, and before that, the Capricorn South node, um, the South node, what is the feel of the South node, the South node from, so my take on it, uh, at the surface, the South node is going to be just this kind of presencing, um, what no longer works presencing or presencing what is ready to fall off the vine. I don't even want to say what no longer works. I'm, I'm being a little precious right now in this moment about my language, uh, centering productivity in ways that I don't even realize it. And so, yeah, what no longer works, that's a, yeah, I'm, I'm not vibing with that. So let's go to nature, shall we? What is, you know, you look at your, I I have a a foxglove plant out in my front yard because I love my poisons and, um, a digitalis plant. And I, it's like, there's these beautiful stalks of these, these pitcher, you know, cupped, uh, blossoms. And they'll go through these waves of blossoming and then the blossoms die on the stalk and then the stalk falls and then some new shoots come up, some new stalks are coming up and some more blossoms. And there are these waves of blossoming and dying and blossoming and dying. And it's just that sensation. The South Node is just the sensation of like walking outside and and seeing that the blossoms, the foxglove blossoms that are ready to fall, they're just ready to go to seed. And I love that term because what does going to seed mean? It means going to plant the next, the next thing. And, and it, it lived the life that it was going to live, but, but, and within it, there is the future of the, there, the future is inside of that blossom that has died in the form of seeds and the blossom has to fall and it gets caught by the earth and the earth catches that dying blossom, that dead blossom, those petals and those little leaves. And then of course the seeds and there's that potential, that pure potentiality. So that is kind of the South node, the the first whiff of the, the, the mechanism of the South node. And it's just this awareness, this very present awareness of like, this isn't, oh, I thought this was gonna, this is actually a temporary thing. This is a seasonal thing. Um, this isn't as ingrained. This isn't as rooted, like permanently rooted of a thing as I thought I once thought it was. And so I get to now, I'm being invited to witness the process of letting go of that. And so we have gotten that Mecha- that mechanism has shown itself, expressed itself to us over the last year and a half in a fantastically dramatic way because Scorpio deals with mortality, immortality, birth, death, rebirth, sex and death, um, the deepest of the deep, the the most taboo, the most kinky shit ever. And so uh, if if Scorpio knows anything, it's drama. 
and its intensity. And so we've gotten the death, I almost said the death card. Yeah, we've gotten the death card in our our tarot spread of life over the last year and a half uh, quite prominently and quite literally. A lot of us have witnessed actual deaths, uh, literal, I should say literal deaths, human life deaths, uh, pet life deaths, um, uh, plant life deaths, uh, earth around us, you know, sections of the earth dying, seemingly, seemingly dying. But like the thing with Scorpio is, it's like, is it really death? Is it really death? Because all death is, is a, is a, is a hallway to rebirth. And, I, and I'm not purposefully oversimplifying that. I know death is so much more. <laughs> I can't, um, I can't take this pod, this episode of this podcast, this moment to describe everything that death is, of course. I don't want to reduce it to anything, but for the purposes of this conversation, the because it's the south node, it's like this almost like the moon, because the nodes are mechanisms of the moon. It's almost like the moon goes through, you know, and the south node is like, aha you thought this, but it's actually so much more than that. Come, let me show you. Let me show you how much more um, death is than what you thought it to be. And now I don't know about you, but on the YouTube algorithm, on the Instagram algorithm, on pretty much any media that I've been taking in, there's a lot, and, and I'm not talking about like Gaia TV and, um, you know, Eckhart Tolle and, you know, people who have been awake and woo for decades. I'm talking about like the New Yorker and the Atlantic and, and publications like that, like a lot of, and like Scientific America, there's a lot of focus being placed on, um, uh, peri death and near death experiences, and the science of death, and a um, the dignity of death, and and just kind of an expansion of the conversation around death. And why the fuck not? Look what you know. Look how much of the population passed away via COVID, and look how much of the non human experience, the non you know mortality human experience, i.e. how we relate and how we work and how we, uh, you know, provide for ourselves. And all of those conversations were affected by a mortal, to many, a mortal illness. And everybody who didn't die of COVID was faced with the possibility of doing so or of a loved one or of that celebrity, or of this person passing away. So it was just, it's front and fucking center, right? Hello, Scorpio South Node. So Libra South Node, we're, I'm not anticipating the like fucking in your face cleanse of it that Scorpio South Node was. I'm anticipating more of a, and plus it's Libra, Libra doesn't like to be nearly as Libra is extra, absolutely, but not intense like uh, like Scorpio is. Um, and Libra Libra holds a lot of Libra is meant to hold a lot of facets. Like Libra is here to uh, say, on the other hand, on the other hand on the other hand <laughs> and as somebody who has a stellium in libra i am all of my malefics uh malefic planets um i that is that's that's my life it's just this this experience of like oh well you can always put you can always put yourself in somebody else's shoes you can always feel into the other side of the story so just with that that characteristic of this archetype of this sign holding place in the south node, I'm not anticipating that 
the next year and a half that the south node activity is going to be simply by default of characteristic it's going to it's not going to be obvious and literal and in, intense in the way that the last year and a half has been now the shitty part about that or the shitty feeling part is that that energy if it's not coming out in like it being expressed in literality and actual death and clutching of pearls and um you know goth emo you know hanging out in the cemetery kind of vibes which i'm here for by the way uh it's got to go somewhere so there's something very there's something about libra that is very snapped I don't know if you if you remember that show. I don't even know if it's still on. But Snapped was, I think it was on the Oxygen Network uh, back in, or um, yeah, I think it was on the Oxygen Network. Uh, DM me or message me if, if you know. And, and I'm not saying it correctly. But it's a story or it's a series about uh, these, about, you know, documenting women who were, just that it, and it's very pulpy, right? It's very kind of Bravo, um, um, reality TV kind of situ kind of vibe to it. And it's about women who are on the surface, ostensibly just going about their daily life. And then suddenly they snap or they are in certain levels of abusive relationships and they're taking it and they're taking it and they're taking it. And then snap. They, they fucking off the, the, the person or they, the, you know, the burning bed. Have you ever heard of that story? Youngins, uh, Farrah Fawcett in that amazing movie, the burning bed, go look it up, go Google it right now. Pause the podcast. I will wait. And, um, it's, so there's some, that's, there's something very Libra about that. She, she was, on the surface, she was uh, a cool and calm soccer mom, but underneath <laughs> that, it's that kind of vibe. Uh, because Libra, the, because of the natural empathy of Libra, the I don't think that's the perfect word because this is an air sign we're talking about. This is a sign that seeks to understand the other not out of emotional sentimentality, but because that's the way the context is, um, is setting itself up in understanding in Libra. That's how Libra understands. Libra is an air sign. This is a very mental um, institute, not an institutional, but a, a very mental, like uh, this is a mental space. This is a context. This is a container of relationship. You know, relationship is the new container for understanding myself and now others and understanding myself through the other. So this isn't sentimentality. This isn't even emotionality on, on like a, a fundamental level. This is understanding and understanding via relationship. And so Libra South Node, I have a feeling that the intensity is going to come with obviously within relationship, but just like the intensity of Aries North Node is going to come via, or it may include, I'm feeling like it's going to include this blowing the top off what we thought self ideation and self identification and self agency is. It's going to blow the lid off what we thought relationship was like the, the structure of relationship. And let's, let's take a look at how those two things fit together for a minute. So if this upcoming Aries North node is going to invite me, <laughs> I said the word invite, but I literally, the picture that popped into my head was being waterboarded. <laughs> just like this force feeding. <laughs> the 
That's a very North Node vibe. It's just this force cleanse, this force feeding. Uh, anyway, but we're also really hungry for it. It's really, really, it's like doing a keg stand, I guess. <laughs> anyway, um, if we are being like force fed and invited uh, a new way, the next layer of how self actually works then of course that's going to affect how we think and how other actually works how i.e how relationship actually works like you see how these two things feed to get you know feed into each other how if if we're getting a complete cleanse of here's how you know here's the the new and upgraded you know you you've upgraded you're here so you're ready here's the new aries version you know 5 million point oh depending on how many lifetimes you've lived and of course that's going to inform your libra and because if we are if we are going to be consistently saying oh who am i I, I guess this is a part of that question. I guess this is me now and never, but not in a permanent way. Not like I am this period. It's definitely going to be a, oh, I guess I'm this and dot, dot, dot. Like it's a continuation that is obviously going to affect, oh, then if this is me, then what does that mean about them? Or what does that, that mean about me in this relationship? And I'm getting to, quite slowly and clunkily, I'm getting to the point of this is all about community. Because remember, if you've listened to the last episode about the nodes, um, I was talking about how Aries is going to evolve our sense of self out of, it's going to help evolve our self, our sense of self out of the immaturity of hyper-individualism. Hyper-individualism into, and it's going to involve, evolve it into individuation. So the difference being hyper-individualism, it's me, it's always been me, also, oh my God, it's only me. It's only me. It's very isolating. It's very lonely. It's very exhausting if we are shouldering all of this burden of being. And it's going to evolve it into individuation. It's like, oh, look how, look how much I, I accept that this is me or that this is a part of me. I accept that this is a part of me. Oh, I accept that that's a part of me. Oh, look at me there. Hello, neutrality. Hello, witnessing and observing. And what that does is it enables us to say, oh, this is, oh, if this is who I am, i.e., if this is who I can accept myself to be, if this is who I can love myself as, right here, right now, then look at that person over there. I suddenly have a quantum amount of acceptance of who they are. And on many levels, a love of who they are. Oh, look at that being over there. That's a tree. I now have you know, because I have accepted me and I have have come to peace with that and to neutrality with that identification, I can now bear witness to that being of a tree over there and accept that being for all that it is and let go of the outmoded relationship that I, I had with that tree or with that person over there or with my own body or with the earth as a collective. So 
I hope you see that, that like connection of when we are able to self-identify at a higher vibrational level, which every nodal transit, it, that's what it is. It's the moon on, it's a lot of things, but the way that I experience it and the way that I'm talking about it today is it's the moon introducing us to the next frequency, to the next purest vibration, right? Because that's what we're doing. We're just, we're, we're transmuting, we're transmuting, we're transmuting because that's, that's what we're here for is all of the experience that we have uh, in this life, it's moving life through us and it is raising our vibration. Please don't vomit. I'm not vomiting. Please don't vomit. <laughs> this isn't a love and light, you know, that kind of podcast, but raising the vibration, I'm speaking scientifically. I'm speaking Absolutely. And I'm speaking literally, like literally letting go of the density. Every time we heal, every time we're able to get triggered and watch ourselves be triggered and therefore hold our hand as we take a different path, you know, than we have for the the first billion times. What do you think that is? That is a, a casting off of heaviness, that is a casting off of the heaviness of like, oh, the gravity of like, oh, I have to, I have to react this certain way to this trigger, to this stimulation. I have to react in a certain way. Lightness of being is having a fucking option. It's having a choice. And that is, that is every time that the nodes shift, we have we are moving through the river of time and space as lighter and lighter and lighter beings individually, but we're also helping the rivers of time and space uh, become lighter themselves. And so the, the, the lunar nodes are moving us through this and we get these beautiful snapshots and chances to step into a new archetype of the Zodiac every 18 months and see like, oh, I wonder, okay, this, so this is the new, this is the new curriculum. Here's the updated curriculum. Okay. Let's play with this. Let's play in this playground. And it's a lighter way. So part of what we can expect is this much like, you know, exactly like with, you know, what Taurus Scorpio brought us and Gemini Sag brought us before that and Cancer Capricorn brought us before that was just this invitation of like, oh, here's how things are done now, you know, that you agreed to on the highest realm. And with Libra South Node, it's because the South Node's mechanism is the this flushing and this letting go of how we were entering into these uh, relationships with these certain archetypes before. And so it's just this kind of beautifully awkward experience of, you know, walking into walking into the room with uh, the clothes that like as a, as a, uh, an awkward tween with clothes that fit you last year that don't necessarily fit you this year. And if, yes, it's uncomfortable. Yes. It looks, doesn't look right. It's not well fitted. <laughs> and what you are met with as you walk into the room, you're not met with an empty room. You're met with the new clothes. You're met with a new style. You're met with the stuff that is familiar, but actually just fits better. And it feels good. And But you still have to kind of take off the old stuff in order to put on the new stuff. So yeah, like change is constant, right? Change and evolution is constant. But we don't change and evolve in order to be more productive, We don't change and evolve in order to be better people even. We simply change and evolve, I would invite, because it's fun. 
that's it. That's it. And this is how I think I spoke about seriousness on the transit talk earlier in the week um, with the whole cancer Capricorn axis. And I'm going to keep talking about that because this cancer new moon is happening on the same day that the nodes are shifting on Monday. And I think that's the 17th. Yeah, 17th. And there's, and you know, you're coming here, right? You're, you're listening to Sampriti on Sampriti's podcast, astrology and stuff, you know, look at the tagline. We talk about serious things without taking ourselves too seriously. How about this nodal shift is at the, at the, the deepest level and at the highest level, we, we evolve just because it's the fun thing to do. It's the most interesting thing to do. And so I, especially with these planets, uh, Saturn having been retrograde for quite a minute, and I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm really feeling that, that Saturn retrograde. <laughs> there's, and that's why I'm talking about the seriousness thing. It's like, oh my God, how how glum are you? Like how depressed are you? And not in like a clinical way, just like the feelings part of like, really, how hard is it to look on the the bright side of things? How hard is it to step into gratitude? How heavy does it feel to, you know, liberate yourself from, from this, you know, this heaviness and like leap into gratitude, that kind of thing. It just feels particularly heavy right now. So I'm, I'm guessing and I'm anticipating that as the more and more planets go retrograde in the next months, that this is just going to be a theme, this invitation to take these transit, tr- transits less and less seriously and take ourselves within them less and less seriously. Because what is a retrograde? It's just a review it's just a review. There's no such thing as moving forward in a retrograde. There's no su- what if there's like no such thing as productivity within a retrograde and not as like a doomsayer, but as a like this is just the way that the math works right now. How about we don't have to worry about productivity or getting there or finishing it or you know all of this pressure that I feel in the collective and especially within like the new age and the self-care and the healing uh, sectors of, of, the, of the population, um, there's just so much, I'm seeing at least, there's just so much pressure to like get it done. Like do the work, do the work. And I love Byron Katie. I love me some Byron Katie. I love the, you know, the trademark, the capital W, the work, uh, obviously. Uh, my human design is, I have a left, ang- my incarnational cross is left angle cross of, of healing, right? I'm, I'm used to it. I'm well versed in the work. But, and I would invite, what if the work even isn't about productivity, what if it isn't about getting it done? What if healing isn't about getting it done? What if healing is simply learning how to be yourself in the moment? That's it. And so when you get to that point of like, oh, maybe healing's just learning how to be myself in this moment, then what's the next natural question? Well, who do I want to be in this moment? Who am I in this moment? What do I want in this moment? And what is that? That's exploration. That's curiosity. That's, might we call it, play. So that's it for today, folks. And I think that's enough said right now about the uh, ye old lunar nodes shifting. You're going to be hearing and seeing a lot of it in the next weeks to months. Um, I will say I'm going to miss Taurus North Node. I'm not going to miss Scorpio South Node. I'll just be honest. And Scorpio's not worried about me not missing her either. Um, but yeah, I'm going to miss I'm going to miss the lusciousness of 
the fixed earth sign Taurus. I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed this transit. Um, and I'm actually surprised that I'm saying that, but yes, I did. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to Aries North node, uh, trepidatiously a little bit, um, as somebody with mostly cardinal, uh, signs in her chart. This is, I'm, I'm just kind of like waiting and seeing. <laughs> Plus, you know, again, with the retrograde planets, there's only so much kind of forward momentum we can feel right now that we are meant to be feeling right now. Our cells are doing the review work. Our cells are doing the review work. Our DNA is just ensconced in their beautiful little library alcoves, pouring over their notes and their books and enjoying, enjoying the light coming through the window of the, the, this beautiful wood paneled library. And we're, we're not really concerned with moving and grooving out there in the world. We are really enjoying ourselves right now, uh, going over our notes, editing, making edits. It's so satisfying. So, uh, yeah, a little bit of that retrograde feel, um, an invitation for you all, if you like. All right. That's it for today. Thank you kids for being here. Thank you so much for, um, taking this journey with me and thank you for your bravery and your courage. And most of all, thank you for your senses of humor. I love you all. I'll see you next time. So that's it for this episode of Astrology and Stuff. You can come back each Wednesday or thereabouts for new episodes. And you also have a way to get weekly bonus episodes as we talked about at the beginning of this one on my Patreon page. Just search Astrology and Stuff Podcast. Bonus episodes are weekly peeks into the planetary transits where we can get into the astrology of the week and how that may be affecting you and your neck of the woods. Each episode of Astrology and Stuff is written, recorded, edited, and mixed by me, Simpriti Ireland. The music you hear is an original work by Angel Wing. And again, thank you for being here.